Blog Talk Radio. Outsiders Boxing Podcast, where they only going to give you the realest talking. Boxing, 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 boxing. Outsiders Boxing Podcast, midweek show coming at you in full effect. Live on this beautiful day, November 20th, 2019, getting close to the end of the year. The holiday season is upon us, and we're looking forward to some heavyweight boxing coming up in the next couple of weeks. Heavyweight championship boxing, which they say is the best of the best when it comes to boxing. We got a lot to talk about. A lot going on this week. Like I said, heavyweight boxing is in the air. Does it feel like it's in the air? I know it's in the air. I've seen Fox putting it in my face all week. Fox doing an excellent job of promoting the fight. But should it be pay-per-view? Those are the questions we'll be asking the family today. And if you don't know, I'm talking about the Wilder versus Ortiz 2 fight coming up. We also got to talk about uh, Caleb Smith fight. Some would say he is one of he is the best super middleweight in the game right now. He's fighting some guy that I've never really heard of. We'll talk about that a little bit, um, definitely. Uh, we'll t- we'll definitely talk about the Ortiz Wilder two undercard. Got a few names on there. See if the family's interested in at all. You know. We'll also be talking about Kovalev's statements over the last couple of days. Uh, he did a video, made a couple of statements to about his last Canelo fight. Did he take a dive? After reading the statements, that's a question we're going to be talking about with the fam. And also, PBC creating their own belts, good or bad for boxing. Who knows? Who knows? Um, we haven't been around, I think, in a, a week. Uh, didn't do last Wednesday. Didn't do uh, a Sunday show. Nothing really cracking when it came to boxing. A lot of... Uh, um, no-name fights. I think there was a couple of championship fights, little guys, nothing we were really worried about, nothing we've been missing. But it's starting to heat up a little bit more, you know, at the end of the year. Like I said, we've got heavyweight boxing this week, this weekend. Of course, we've got Joshua Ruiz, too, coming up. Uh, We've got Charlo versus, uh, what's my man's name? Is it Harrison? Yeah. Charlo versus uh, Tony Harrison, a lot of disrespect, 
going on in their press conference, man. That got me hyped. I, I, I forgot about that fight for, for a while. You know, the first first fight ended controversially. Thought Charlo had won. I thought Charlo had won. He thought Charlo uh, Charlo thought he had won. We're talking about uh, Young Bell. But Harrison got the got the nod. Harrison pulled out the last fight due to a ankle injury. Said he was going to get surgery. Didn't get surgery. Charlo's calling him out. But now they've got the rematch coming again in December. Um, not a hundred percent sure on the date. It might be like the nineteenth or twenty third. But that's a big fight coming up. They were doing a lot of trash talking. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about that um, around the end of the show. And uh, we also might talk about, if we got time, talk about how the WBC and WADA, not BADA, but WADA, you know, these are taking, uh, you know, are, are giving the Mexicans a little more leniency when it comes to that clambuterol in their system. Um, you know, we all know that when it comes to Mexican meat, you can get you can get that tainted piece of meat. And so they're, you know, WBC, I think, is out of Mexico City. So they're doing something for their people. You know, some might be saying Canelo, this is for Canelo and he's cheating and all that good stuff. But I don't want to hear that shit. We all know when it comes to Mexican beef, they put they give clambuterol to the cows. So you never know what you're going to get, man. So, yeah, it looks like we got a a lot to talk about definitely today, man. Um, So I want to get to the family. Looks like we got everybody aboard tonight. So let's take it to my main man, my tag team partner, the guy that started it all with me, taking it out there to Central California, to my man who just celebrated his birthday. I I can't remember if it was Friday or I think it was Saturday. You know, so he he told me on on Saturday that he wasn't gonna do nothing on Saturday night, you know. But we all knew he was full of shit and that he was gonna celebrate his birthday like he should, and we respect that, man. So let's take it out there to Central California to my guy, RC. RC, what's popping, dude? Hey, what's going on, man? Hope you you can hear me loud and clear. Um, appreciate the love, man. Um. Yeah, the, the weekend turned into a blur unexpectedly, but hey, man, it was shit. Uh, been waiting for my birthday to be on a Saturday for the last couple of years now, when I didn't have to work on Sunday, so it kind of worked out that way and whatever, whatever. But uh, fun festivities and all the good stuff that happened and things that were unexpected happened, whatever, whatever. But I mean, uh, uh just right now, I'm chilling at the house, man. Been cleaned up, did. All, catching up throughout the week, all the stuff that needs to get done. And um, finally, just relaxing here, man. Uh, here's Solo Dolo, just kicking it at the crib, watching some basketball. Um, ain't nothing much, man. Just kind of uh, uh, anticipating everything that's coming up <clears throat> with, uh, I mean, shit. With with all the sports that's been going on recently, everything's just kind of all in motion the way we like it. So, uh Really excited about the fight coming up. I've seen Luis Ortiz has a – some people are saying a, a career best physique from training camp. Deontay Wilder, you know, being Deontay Wilder. And business seems to be picking up, so I'm excited for it. Um, not really too sure about 
what's going on with the undercards from this one, being the pay-per-view fight this weekend. Uh, but I'm definitely in tune with a lot of the things that's been going on with Tony Harrison and Jamel Charlo. Uh, really been into that. Excited to see how that one's working out. Wish it was sooner than later, but um, yeah, man, not much going on here. Just relaxing. Glad to be here and talking boxing with you guys, bro. Most definitely, man. And you know, as always, we're glad to have you, man. So let's go and take it a little more south to the host of the Relatively Fat and Black podcast. Did a great episode. I think that was uh, two days ago because I was listening to it on Tuesday. So, yeah, that was Monday. I think they did a show Monday night. Um, yeah, because I was listening to it on the plane on Tuesday. So, yeah, did a show Monday night about the Kaepernick situation and screaming uh, Stephen A. Smith, um, a.k.a. the Godfather Coon is what I like to call him. But, yeah, man, let's take it to Inglewood out there to Southern California to my man, JP. JP, what's poppin', brother? Man, happy to be here. Amazing topics, Willa. You got me psyched for uh, this conversation we're about to embark in. The topics sound amazing. Um, I may have an upset on the menu as far as the picks go. Can't wait to see Tony Harrison and Charlo go at it. That's real bad blood. You know, I mean, I'm psyched about that one. And, um, you know, we got Wilder. We got some other great topics, man. Really happy to be here uh, talking to the homies. So let's do it. Let's do it. And last but not least, we'll take it to the East Coast, out there in the central New York, to my man, who, if y'all didn't know, he's been pro-black his entire life. Mm. <laughs> yeah, if y'all ain't heard, y'all ain't heard the relatively fat and black <laughs> podcast. Y'all need to make sure y'all turn into y'all turned into this. This is Jay Z's biggest fan <laughs> and our brother, my man Janelle. Janelle, what's popping, man? I'm as pro-black as it gets. You damn right. See, my daddy was a panther. Get it right. Going on, y'all. We got some exciting fights coming up uh, uh, this weekend. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Ortiz Wilder, fireworks, heavyweight division. Yes, both guys got popped. I'm actually like a big Wilder fan now. I actually grown to like him a lot. I mean, this time last year, I wasn't really too keen on him. But now I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I respect him even more outside the ring. And that's what's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he really grew on me like that because I respect what he stands for and the shit he talks about and the way he speaks, man. And he speaks, makes like he really speaks from the heart. You know what I mean? I'm critical of his skills still, but, hey, I'm, I mean, he got the equalizer. That right hand is the equalizer. I mean, that could erase a lot of different shit, you know? I mean, it is what it is. But, uh, yeah, I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm real big on Wilder now, man. I could watch I – mean, I was on YouTube the other night just watching, like, Tons and tons of videos back to back with him, and I was like, "Yo, I'm really on him. I'm a big supporter well, of his now." You know? Well, let's get to it, man. Let's get to it. Like we let's said, get to it. Like we said, big fight this weekend coming up. My guy, Janelle's guy, our guy. 
Deontay Wilder, (laughs) 41-0-1, putting up his WBC heavyweight title. You know, that WBC, that's the the prestigious belt, the one that everybody wants. Against 31-1-0, 31-1-0, Luis Ortiz. Who you know, whose only loss is to Deontay Wilder. Now, we remember this first fight because this was the first time we saw Deontay Wilder, um, you know, in a real fight. You know, we he, he had went the distance against uh, Stavern, but you know, he was just he was just jabbing him around the whole time. We thought, uh, what's his name, Bermain Stavern? I forgot how to say it. I think it's something like that. But we saw him yeah. jabbing around the whole time. That was the first time he went 12 rounds with him. After that, he came back, knocked him out. So then we went to Luis Ortiz, you know, versus Wilder. This was back in uh, March of 2018. Deontay Wilder started off good. I believe he dropped. Ortiz in the fifth round, and Ortiz, they say, was saved by the bell. But then we all remember that seventh round when Luis Ortiz had Deontay Wilder with the gooey legs for about, what was it? It might have been a minute minute and 30 seconds. I don't know exactly how long it was, but he uh, had him shook. He didn't drop him, but he was was beating up on him, and everybody thought the fight should have been called. Well, not everybody. A lot of people <laughs> well, the thought the fight should have. That, well, I mean, we don't know because or... yeah, or, yeah, we remember that uh, the referee uh, after the round, after that tough round by Wilder, where people thought that it should have been stopped. He didn't get dropped, and he is the champion. So I don't know. I think even Ortiz agrees that you know they shouldn't have stopped the fight. But what the the big question Ortiz had was after that seventh round, the referee after the bell had rung stopping the time and having him go to the corner you know for let's say 10 seconds at the most which doesn't I don't think makes a big of a deal but a lot of people thought that was a big deal after that I think uh you know Wilder survived for a little while and then end up dropping and knocking out um knocking out Ortiz in the 11th round I believe it was the 11th round I think it went a little longer. I think it it, it went to the eleventh round. So now, yeah, yeah, it was the eleventh. Yeah, so now since after the Fury fight, you know, Fury's fighting bums over there. Anthony Joshua is is stuck um, after losing against Ruiz. So him and Ruiz are tied up. Wilder had to fight somebody. Had to find somebody to fight. Knocked out uh, Dominic Brazil in the first round. Um, what was that in? June? No. In February, March, April, May, and May. In May of this year, looking for another another opponent, he decided that he was going to bless Luis Ortiz again. And he keeps on using this blessed word when you're in his interviews, and he's saying he's blessing him. He's going to bless him. So that's – and when Stephen A., which I did see the Stephen A., I did listen to the Stephen A. Smith Wild interview. Yeah, it's still a boo on him, but I listened to the Wilder interview because, you know, I like Wilder even though when he talks, he talks ridiculously and half the stuff he says doesn't really make sense. 
Um, but I, I understand what he's saying. But I listened to it, and he was saying he blessed him. This is going to be his biggest payday. So Wilder's going into here, going against his toughest fight, a guy that he has knocked out before, so I don't know how tough it's going to be. Uh, Luis Ortiz almost had him, almost had Wilder. You know, but Luis Ortiz, again, he says he's 40 years old. Now, Luis Ortiz being a Cuban, people say that, you know, these Cubans come out. Not people say. We know that the Cubans come out and they could just make, make up their age when they're coming coming over from Cuba. But being – having been close to – not, you know, having been close to uh, Luis Ortiz and seeing him face-to-face, he doesn't look that old. 40 years old, he looks younger than 40. So that means he's probably is 40 <laughs> since he is a he, he is a black man. He he looks younger than 40 to me. When I saw him face to face, he didn't look like he was that old. So I mean, his therefore, body younger than 40. But keep in mind, he was on the road. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, no, I'm talking about his face. 40, but no, no, I'm I think talking his about face. I mean, to no, me, his face him like he's in his 40s. Yeah, he doesn't look like that pressure to me. pill. High blood pressure pills, Janelle. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, not not Roy, but yeah. So he looked to me. He looks younger than forty. <laughs> Therefore, he probably is about forty years old. And so you know, they he, he sort of died out the last the last fight. He probably people say he should have been able yeah. to do it if he had more gas. So this is a good fight. This is a fight that could derail. We we know both of these guys got popped. We've seen that Luis Ortiz can definitely hurt Wilder. Both of these guys got popped. This could be, you know, the one of the biggest upsets in the making. I don't know if it's as big as – it's not as big as Ruiz, Joshua, the first one, but this will be a pretty big upset. People are wondering why Wilder is taking this fight um, with so much to gain as, as far as Fury, as far as Joshua. Um, so we've got – you know, it's, it's pretty interesting. You know, we've got people actually picking Luis Ortiz. You know, one of my favorite podcasts is the uh, – uh, the uh, Booker T podcast that he has and Booker T, he's picking Luis Ortiz somehow. You know, I don't know exactly why, but people believe that Luis Ortiz can do this. What I didn't know and what I don't think a lot of people knew last fight was that <clears throat> Wilder came in with the flu. He had the flu last time he fought Luis Ortiz, and he still knocked him out. So I'm not going to give my pre- prediction right now. I'm going to let the family speak on it. And we're going to start with my guy, RC. RC, are you hyped for this fight? How do you see it going? And also, have you been watching the Fox, how Fox is doing an excellent job of promoting this fight? I think they said, uh, you know, they're, they're putting on the little uh, camp thing right after the, right after the football game. You got Wilder on at halftime. You know, they're trying to make Wilder a big name. I like what they're doing on Fox, especially with Wilder and the PBC. Uh, Speak to us, R.C. Well, I like the premise of the whole rematch. And now Deontay Wilder, in his words, call it blessing Luis Ortiz, which definitely is doing him a favor by not avoiding the dark horse of the heavyweight division. Luis Ortiz, regardless of the agent factor and all that goes involved with it. Yes, he's He's uh, uh, extending the branch out by giving Luis Ortiz a rematch that, you know, most people think, why is he giving that? Why, why is he doing a rematch? You know, he already knocked him out. <clears throat> I think some fans are just 
used to that sort of premise. If you knock someone out, why should you fight him again? Even though Luis Ortiz has not really been in trouble with anybody up until that fight with Deontay Wilder. And it's still arguably the top five heavyweight in the world, even with that loss. So I like the premise and the idea of it all. I think that this fight, unfortunately, will not be as good as the first fight. Uh, But I like the idea of it. And as far as Fox and how they've been promoting uh, Deontay Wilder, they've done a good job. When you look at Fox and and the networks that they have coming on, I wouldn't be surprised if we have Deontay Wilder be a special guest on Undisputed coming up on Friday, uh, the day before the fight, because they have that kind of pool where Deontay Wilder's been in the same studio where it's just the turn of the cameras to where um, Colin Coward's show is compared to where Skip and Shannon uh, sit at. So, uh, and Jenny Taff with her fine ass. But uh, I, I think that this fight um, it, it, it is not doing justice by the the fan perspective idea of it. Um, I like Booker T. I, I, I haven't heard his show before, but I, I, I know that you said nothing but good things about it. And Booker T knows the thing. He's not just some uh, old wrestler who, who's talking out of his ass like some people, but uh, uh, the idea of Luis Ortiz having a chance in a rematch, I, I mean, I like his chance much better in the first fight than he had in the second, not due to the factor of old age or nothing like that, but I just think that uh, once Deontay Wilder has beat a man like that, I think that uh, much similar to the Severn factor, once he's known what he's got to deal with and, and knows what he's capable of doing, I think that he's going to have a better chance of doing that. So, uh, uh, unfortunately, I mean, hey, you guys know how I feel about Luis Ortiz, and I got uh, friends that are involved in that camp and, and uh, that don't like the things I said the first time about the fight, <laughs> that, I was going, that I was picking Deontay Wilder to win, uh, even though I've been putting over Luis Ortiz over the last five, six years. But um, I just think that this fight won't get past four rounds, unfortunately. And I got Deontay Wilder winning by a knockout. Uh, I just think that Deontay Wilder is, I'm not going to say late bloomer, but when he's got familiarity with the guy, I think that he can put some punches better together than he uh, did the first time around. Now, I'm not saying that the punches he put together were better with Berman Severn because it was just basically just throwing punches and bunches and throwing to, you know, uh, uh, to no avail, but they still land hard and got through. Uh, and I just think that Deontay Wilder will be better around this time than the second time around. And we all know once a guy, not necessarily quits, but takes an L in that factor, it's a lot easier to take an L in similar fashion. So I got Deontay Wilder within the fourth round, stopping Luis Ortiz. I think it might have a little bit of fireworks early on. I really do hope it does. Luis Ortiz might just put on a show for the first two rounds, but it'll be to his own detrimental uh, uh, game tactics going against Deontay Wilder. I I like Deontay Wilder earlier in this fight, and I like Deontay Wilder uh, in spectacular fashion. Zero controversy this time around. I think Deontay Wilder is progressively getting better. And, um, you know, it just goes to show the mannerisms from the guy, a fight where he was in a lot of danger, and he won. Still giving a rematch. Unlike that guy over in the UK who lost and kind of was forced to give another rematch around. It's different, but uh, I, I, I really like Deontay Wilder in this fight. 
and I think that he's going to get it done uh, in early fashion. RC picking the KO in four. JP, how do you see it going, man? Are you excited? What do you think about the promotion going on? I'm not excited. You know, this one somehow has gotten by me, man. I don't know if it's because Deontay, uh, at least in my estimation, uh, that seventh round, that haunted seventh round, that infamous seventh round that everybody talks about, I didn't feel the same. I didn't feel like Deontay was out on his feet. I didn't feel none of that. So, in my estimation, Deontay kind of, you know, put him out kind of how I thought he would in the first fight. But um, I'm picking Ortiz in an upset. I'm picking Ortiz in an upset with that said. Uh, like, um, maybe I'm just a, one of them physique geeks, and I see the guy in phenomenal shape. You know, I think that Ortiz uh, can – he has Deontay's respect as far as, you know, his fighting prowess. Um, I just think Deontay is about – it might be, you know, he coming in too high, might not be putting in that real work. I think this could this one could catch him. And I think Ortiz, you know, he, he's not afraid of him at all. And uh, one of these times that big right hand's not going to land, man. I mean, I don't know if it's this time or whatever it is, and but – I think Ortiz showed in the last fight he can out hustle him. You know anybody can out hustle Wilder. That's all Fury did, kind of you know outpoint him to score for him a few more punches per round. You know what he's coming to do. So you know I think Ortiz should be well prepared. I mean everybody knows what Wilder's game plan is. So you know Ortiz used some of that quote unquote Cuban boxing class that he's supposed to have, and um. You know, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see an upset. Now, all the money, the house money is with Wilder, of course. He's the 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 Peyton Manning, and uh, he he looks like Peyton Manning. He looks like Tom Brady if we're talking about heavyweights. Luis Ortiz wouldn't have much fanfare, you know, backing him. But, you know, Deontay's been a slow burn. Deontay's been on the scene for, you know, a decade, and, you know, we're kind of just getting here. Now, this fight, this fight is pay-per-view, right? Right, that is the, that is the question that I wanted to ask. I didn't get to ask RT. Do do we think this is a pay per view fight? No, it is pay per view. Should it be? Yeah, I see this. Are fight. people going to pay the seventy five? No, no, I see it doing terribly. They're banking on the alleged controversy last fight. I don't think there was that much. I don't think you know they're they're going to paint that narrative of like Wilder, you know. And some people have their opinions about that, but should this fight be pay-per-view? I, I think it's going to, as far as numbers go, I, I don't see it getting over 200, 250 tops. So, uh, but I got Ortiz, man. Let me get Ortiz. Oh, now, I've been doing this all year, man. At one time, I got to hit it. I mean, I think I almost picked Andy Ruiz, almost picked him. Another time, um I had Anthony Yard in the exact round. I think I picked round nine for um, Anthony Yard, and he almost had him. So you and me both, buddy. Close, yeah, I've been close all year. It's been a few other fights, and I've, I've kind of conformed since. I said, let me just go with the masses, man, and just play it safe for, for bragging's sake. But you know what? Fuck that. 
I'm going to die in glory or I'm going to be glorious. And I'm going to pick Ortiz with a – this is a tough one. Let me get Ortiz. I'm going to take Ortiz with the stoppage in the sixth round. Nigga, please. Yeah, no, hey. Hey, you know anything can happen when it comes to when it comes to these heavyweights. We can't be. You well, know, I'm, I'm say, not gonna say this. Uh, let me go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Janelle. Well, you gotta keep in mind. All right, Ortiz threw everything he had at Wilder. I thought, um, I thought Wilder had more time to recover at the end of the seventh round or whatever. But still, he still survived at the end of the bell, or whatever. And, and, and he literally punched himself out. He punched himself out. He's 40-something years old, probably fucking in his 50s. Who knows? He might, he might be his fucking 60s. And he hit Wilder after he had and punched himself out. He punched himself out. In other words, he can't fight at a sustained, at a fast pace, you know what I'm saying, at, at, at this age in his life. And Wilder, uh, uh, Wilder definitely can. Uh, yes, he has the power to hurt Wilder, but if he gave everything he all – Everything, everything he had in his 40s in his last fight, and he still couldn't finish Wilder, still couldn't put him down. I just don't, I just don't see him keeping a sustained space and fighting any better in the rematch in his 40s. I just, I just don't see it happen. I, I agree with RC. I think, I think Wilder's going to scorch him even faster. Shotty, I'm even before four rounds. Shit might be the same way he did fucking Severn. He's going to come out guns blazing, and also. A Wilder has the edge over him psychologically because uh, Ortiz has been knocked out in the last fight for the first time in his career. He's been knocked out. He felt, in other words, he felt that power. So of course he's going to try to be very tentative, very cautious. You know, he's not going to try to put himself in, in harm's way and might, you know, and might fight out of his uh, character or whatever. And so it's like you know, what I'm saying, and Wilder's going to keep coming at him. So it's like I just don't see. I just don't see him fighting any better in his 40s. I don't, I don't think he still can't keep up a sustained attack for 12 rounds. You know I mean, I, I think Wilder's going to jump on him early, and he's going to hurt him early. Probably within two two rounds, he might get him out of there. Two, three rounds. He's going to torch him. Well, we do it. know in his last fight, um, Ortiz did go 10 rounds. Uh, I mean, yeah, but not sitting around at a fast pace at a fast pace fight. Wilder can still. Do, do you have to go fast pace against Wilder? He went fast pace because he thought he got the got the knockout. But do you have to go fast pace against Wilder? I think he does. I think Wilder will keep the pace on him. He will keep swinging him. He'll keep having trying to cover up, trying to fucking dodge shots. Wilder's not gonna stop. His best way of winning fights is to fight Wilder, fight like a wild man, and he's not going to stop doing it. Ask Fury, even though he was missing early, early, but eventually he clipped him. You know what I'm saying? He's going to keep on swinging. Wilder's not going to stop swinging. He's going to keep on swinging for 12 rounds, even if he loses every fucking round. It's like Wilder said it best. Anybody who beats him has to be perfect for 12 rounds. All Wilder has to be perfect for is just two seconds, or maybe less than that. You know what I mean, you know I mean, literally, and that's some real shit. And I don't think Ortiz could be perfect for twelve rounds. I don't think he could fight a perfect fight 
at a fast pace. That Fury got dropped twice and beat him. Fury got dropped twice and beat him. What do you mean by that? Yeah, but that was Fury. Ortiz doesn't fight like Fury. He doesn't have the head movement like Fury. He doesn't move the way Fury can move. And he's not 6'9". You know what I mean? So it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's it's a whole different fight. Ortiz is not is not Fury. And nor is he and nor if he's hit the bomb that Fury took and got back up to his feet, as we all saw. Well, he did get dropped three times, right? So he yeah. got dropped in the fifth, got up, got dropped in the 11th, got up, and then got dropped again and got waved off, didn't he? He didn't go to sleep, if I'm uh, if I'm remembering. He just I mean, got, yeah, but he was basically – I mean, he was basically – I just don't think he'll took – I think the bomb that uh, Fury took from uh, – Oh Wilder, I don't think I don't think um, I don't think he got back up, especially in the twelfth round. A forty-plus year old man, I just don't I don't see that happening. No, I got I you. I got Ortiz, you. I think Ortiz gets knocked out earlier in this fight. What What are you picking? You saying early? What are we What are we saying? Let's get a Let's get a pick. Let's get some. I mean, precise. four rounds tops, but I won't be surprised if it's even earlier than four rounds. I agree with RC. Okay. Well, but I do like Ortiz trying to go to his body. Ortiz better go to fucking. I mean, he better go to Wilder's body. You know what I'm saying? Anybody that beats Wilder, I'm not going to have to hit him in the body. But yeah, guys seem a little uh, tense. You know what I mean? Because, of course, you, if you get into his body, of course, you're sacrificing getting hit with a bomb. So I'm, I'm, I'm easier said than done, you know? But yeah, most definitely his so. Body. So we got Janelle picking the early KO, and uh, you know I'm I'm leaning towards the Wilder KO. You know he's, but I don't like I don't like how high he is on himself. Now Wilder's always been high on himself coming into fights, and uh, you know so this isn't really nothing new, but it seems just a little bit more extravagant. Now he's getting more money, so he should be able to do this, and I, so I'm not mad at him. But I'm hoping that he isn't taking Ortiz lightly because as we see by Ortiz's physique and, uh, you know, the way he's talking and the way he's saying somebody's getting knocked out, you know, Ortiz is saying somebody's getting knocked out. You know, I believe him. He said either me or you. Both showing respect to each other. But, you know, I don't like the way, or you know, Wilder's out here talking about he's blessing people. And, you know, he's going to all these shows. Now, I say I don't like it. I do like it but I'm a little leery of the effects that it can be taken on him. Now, in like I said, Ortiz didn't go to sleep. You know, he got knocked out. You know, he got, it was stopped, but he didn't go to sleep. And he could always, he could always in the back of his head think that, man, I, I, I should have had him in the, in the seventh round. And if I had a little bit more uh, wind, I would have been able to get, I would have been able to get him. So I don't think Ortiz is going in here thinking that, thinking like a guy that got slept, you know, is thinking on a on At a rematch. The end of the day, he's in his forties, though, man. He's in his forties. I understand that. Yeah, I mean, I understand that. I think uh, I think gonna, um, Foreman was forty, what, forty four, forty six, when he I knocked mean, out. The only uh, reason why Foreman was able to fight so long, I'll tell you why. He had only a handful of grueling matches early in his career. He took the fifteen years off, came back. And of course, he had the equalizer. He was 
he's probably the second hardest right. coach ever. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? He hasn't had it. Of course, he had Jimmy Young, Ron Lau, and, of course, Muhammad Ali. But besides that, but Wilder, whatever awards he had early in his career, Wilder he didn't take too much punishment. Wilder is extremely flawed. Wilder huh? is extremely flawed. Wilder oh, yes, he is. Yes, yes. Absolutely. So, absolutely. you know, it, it doesn't take But like, he has equalizer. He has equalizer. The guy who can't, who couldn't bust a grape in Tyson Fury. Uh, get dropped twice and still be able to get the draw in a fight most people thought he won. That's how flawed Wilder is. You drop a guy twice at the elite level and championship fighting, you should you you usually never lose. But uh, that's how flawed he is because he really can't pick up a round other than a knockdown. Hey, so, Fury's a skilled know. dude. He's a skilled dude. He's a him said Fury ain't no bum. I mean, he's been fighting. I mean, he's been fighting a couple of bums lately, but I mean, he's a skilled dude. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Fury's not easy to hit. He's not easy, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think Fury also got on the on the wilder skin during the whole during the whole build up and, and like I predicted, he's gonna come out throwing bombs, him hammock is and, and, and not set anything up. But that's his game anyway, but still. I I mean he won Rip Fury's head off. And he caught him a couple of times, but it's like but for the most part, I mean he missed a lot. And that was Fury's plan. Was to well, was to get him you know, he said throw his bombs in and then counter him. But again, again, but that's yeah. Fury. Ortiz doesn't fight like Fury. He doesn't have Fury's uh, head movement. He doesn't have Fury's skill set, period. I mean, he has a better pop probably. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't have his, his, his skill set. And he's, a, and he's a counter puncher also. But Ortiz is pretty good. And Ortiz does have a – does also have and a, he's also a equalizer. Sport. Oh, and, and, oh, but he's also 50. he's he's also yeah he's also forty years old. But like I said, he doesn't. The only time we've seen him look forty is when when he got tired in the seventh round after throwing everything he had at a guy that was uh you know that was running around uh that was you know that had those squiggly legs. We've seen we saw Yard who was tw- oh, twenty four years old do the same thing. So that's the only time we've seen him. Gas out, yeah, but and we've seen uh, young guys. Ain't no yeah, but far, but terrible. It doesn't matter. Coaches. We've it, seen it young matter. guys do that. We've seen old guys do that. So until we see him do it a couple of times, we don't know if that's because he was old, or because he just gassed himself out throwing hard punches, trying to thinking he was going to get the biggest win of his life. Right, you know now, what I'm saying? Some, Ortiz is like Hopkins. That happens. Ortiz is like Hopkins later in his career. How he couldn't fight at a fast pace anymore, but he, and he saw how he fought guys who were more athletic than he was, like Joe Kazaki and Jeff Lacey. I mean, not just this, but but Joe Kazaki and Jermaine Taylor, who was more athletic, with fast hands, who kept up a faster pace. Oh, but Deontay Wilder doesn't keep up a fast pace. That's the thing. When, when he started swinging his bombs, that's a fast pace to avoid those shots. Yeah, yeah that's when he got it, you it hurt. It is hell yeah, it is. Yeah, but huh? that's when he got you hurt. So that's the only time he's doing no, that. No, 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 no. If he watched the Fury fight, okay, he was throwing hell, 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 make a bomb. He had Fury fight at fast pace, but then Fury could fight at fast pace. But yeah, he still got clips and all. He had Fury fight at a fast pace. He had Ortiz fight uh, at a fast pace. Yes, when he started throwing those bombs, you got to react fast. You got to react fast. You can look, and his athleticism with his hand speed is. It's quick. What are you going to move? You're going to block it. You got to be quick on the trigger. Are you going to move? You're going to block you. it. You got to wait. What you going to do? 
That's a fast pace. Uh, Ortiz, Ortiz can't keep it up. Well, we don't know that. That's the thing. We we haven't seen we haven't <laughs> seen that yet. Or he can be taking uh. But I ain't gonna lie. But I ain't gonna lie. Body. I won't be surprised if if Ortiz is on some shit for this fight because the way I mean, he, he like he's on some shit. Yeah, he might be. I ain't gonna he lie. might he might hit yeah, that yeah, science yeah, and hit right, that uh, right. hit that that found the youth. So you know, I'm leaning towards Wilder, and my official prediction would be Wilder knockout in the ninth round. I think, it's gonna, I think Ortiz is going to do a little better than uh, you and RC are giving him credit for because he is the better boxer when it comes to it. He's the better boxer. He has the better boxing skills when it comes to this fight. He doesn't have the better power, but he is the better boxer, and he's the counterpart. Everybody so Wilder fights is a better boxer than Wilder, but Wilder still sleeps him, so it's like, I mean. Right, that's why I said he's going to get slept. I'm picking the sleepage. I'm picking. The, I'm picking them going getting knocked oh, no, out. That was JP. That was calling up. So my bad. My bad. Oh, but that was yeah, JP called the upset, and it wouldn't. Nigga, the reason I didn't give him the nigga please is because it could happen. This is heavyweight boxing, and we saw him get hurt once. If if Ortiz in the seventh round, instead of attacking and throwing everything he has, if he just slowly goes to the body a couple of times and hits Wilder, we don't know what's gonna happen. We know, you know, we, we don't know what could happen. So we see Ortiz can hurt him. We know that. So for him to get the, get a stoppage, I think somebody's going to sleep. I'm leaning 80% towards Wilder. That's my official prediction. Wilder with the ninth round stoppage. But it, I wouldn't be too surprised. It would be an upset. It would be a great upset. But I wouldn't be too surprised if Wilder got slept. Because, like I said, He's walking around here, you know, like he's the king of the world, and he is. He should feel that way. But sometimes we saw what happened with Anthony Joshua. Sometimes it just, you know, especially when, you, when you're looking ahead and you're seeing these big, big money fights. You know, Wilder's making that money, making big money, but he ain't making that big, big money. And those fights are coming up when you can see Ruiz, Beating Joshua, if Ruiz beats Joshua, he's got a chance to be the 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 undisputed heavyweight champion. You know, there's a lot of stuff that's in the future for this guy that I hope, and I and you know I pray. I don't really pray, but I hope that he's not you know looking forward and looking past this old dude. And I don't think he is. Like deep down, I really don't think he is. But I just hope he's not, man. So I'm picking. Wilder with the ninth round stoppage. I think Ortiz is going to do pretty good until he goes to sleep. But I wouldn't be surprised if it goes the other way. Anything else y'all want to say on this fight before before we get into the into the undercard? I want to see what y'all think about this undercard. He's sipping on the Kool-Aid and I think he's vulnerable. Yeah, uh, I, I feel I you, JP, but I don't know, man. Zagan, when he shoots back, I don't, I don't know, man. If it, <laughs> kudos if it goes that way. I, I just, I just, I don't know. Especially if he takes Janelle's advice and goes to the body, it's going to be lights out very fast. But we'll see how things work out. All right. On the undercard, let's see who we got on the undercard. Uh, we've got Leo Santa Cruz is uh 
fighting Miguel Flores for the WBA Super Featherweight Championship. I think Santa Cruz is going up from featherweight. What is that? Is featherweight 130? No. Featherweight is what? What is featherweight? Featherweight is 126, so he's going to 130. Um, And he's got rid of his belt, so he's going up to 130 to fight for, I guess this is a vacant belt that he's fighting for, the WBA belt. Let me look and see if this is vacant. Who's got the WBA? Yeah, Javante Davis. Javante Davis did have the WBA belt. He's going up to 135. Leo Santa Cruz is going up to 130. Duck and Gary Russell Jr. And uh, he's going up to 130. So he's fighting for that vacant belt against this guy, Flores. Let's see if Ring TV has Flores rated at all. Flores is not on here, so that's probably going to be some easy work for him. Uh, Also, on the undercard, we've got uh, fellow Texan Brandon the Heartbreaker Figueroa make his first defense of his WBA Super Bantamweight title. You know, we saw his last fight. Doesn't fight quite like his brother. Got the knockout. Sister's the bomb. Uh, He's fighting this guy, Julio Seha. Uh, uh, I'm not undefeated Mexican guy. Uh, no, he's not undefeated. He's the former champion. And then some undefeated Mexican power puncher, Luis Nervi, battles uh, Emmanuel Rodriguez. Y'all interested in any of those fights? We got, you know, it's three championship belts going on the line against uh in this pay-per-view like i said it is a pay-per-view i didn't get to speak on that if i think it's a pay-per-view i do not think this is pay-per-view worthy you know a guy getting knocked out coming back for round two when the first not one wasn't all. a pay-per-view well i don't know why the hell this should be a pay-per-view but at least they're trying to at least they're giving you three you know championship bouts even though you know santa cruz is fighting the guy that's not even that's not even ranked. Let me see where he's ranked. Let me look at the WBA rankings. How do, how do y'all feel about this card while I look up these WBA rankings? Well, JP, if you don't like me starting off, I I'm not I don't necessarily think that Leo Santa Cruz is ducking anybody like that. It'd be hard pressed for me to find Javante Davis even trying to pick a fight with somebody that anybody's worried about at this point in time. Uh but nonetheless <clears throat> No, he's Ducky. He's Ducky Gary Russell. Oh, Ducky Gary Russell. Monte Davis went up. Yeah, he's Ducky Gary Russell, the guy that had his dad um, in the whatchamacallit. Oh, yeah, I remember that whole beef that was going on. I I don't know about all that. I'm not a big fan of of Leo Santa Cruz. He's a cool dude, but whatever. Uh, I I mean, undercards are not uh, appealing enough to give. Uh, uh, more help for the reason of a pay-per-view fight being with this whole card. Um, yeah, they're, they're not really that appealing, um, even for the fan base. Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, especially with the Figueroa stuff, like, nah, even his even his fine-ass sister being out there is not enough of an attraction for this to give some more um, some more clout to this whole card. I'm I'm, I'm not really impressed with it. Well, Florida, uh, um, let me throw this out there. Like PBC, man, and I've been talking about this. P- 
CBC is just giving us boxing. There's no spectacle really attached. Um, the Zone and those other guys over there, they got star power, true star power. I mean, they got Joshua. They got, you know, Triple G, Canelo. They got some and Fury, you know. And so you got a few of the bigger entertainers at, in the sport, but you don't got a lot of fighters. And over here, we, we get Santa Cruz and we get the Charlo fight. We, these are all intriguing fights, but it's just not a lot of star power to it or whatever drives um, interest on, like, social media or just interest in, in society. PBC is, 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 is on the lesser side in that regard. And that's what this card is all about. Now, for boxing fans, this is a boxing fans fight. It ain't, um, what is it, Logan Paul and KSI. It ain't fucking Fury doing all the shit and wrestling and all of that. It's just for boxing fans. It's not for casuals. So Yeah, I agree. That's more I agree. Lane I'll stay in there. I agree. Yeah, I agree with you, too. I'm looking at the WBA rankings. <laughs> Miguel Flores is is ranked number two. Um, yeah, Leo Santa Cruz isn't even ranked in with the WBA, so I don't know how he did that, but he's fighting the number two guy. And uh, what's my man's name? Uh, Brandon Figueroa, who's fighting at Super Bantamweight, is fighting uh, – is he even the real champion? Yeah, he no, he's the WBA – this don't make no damn sense. So he must be the regular champion. That might make sense. Yeah, that makes more sense. He's the the regular champion, and he's fighting the number eight guy, the number eight guy. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. I don't think this should be a pay-per-view. I'll be – I'm definitely not going to be paying for it. Uh, I'll be checking it out on yeah. the VIP. Most so, definitely. So, I'm with you on that. A quick word of advice for Brandon Figueroa if he wants to make it to the fight this weekend. Don't drive around with his brother Omar. That's just a quick one. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny, man. Don't talk about my Texas guys, man. I want to see these guys shine. You know, they're not the best of fighters. But I think uh little Brandon is, is a little better and we'll see what he can do out there, man. But uh but let's go on to the next episode, the next topic. Let me pull that up real quick. We also got. Hey man, fuck all that. Fuck all that. I think we got on the zone early in the day. Fight. I'm not really worried about, but we need to bring it up because uh, we're talking about Caleb Smith, um, 26 and 0, 19 KOs, putting up his WBA super. Uh, middle uh, super uh, his WBA super middleweight title up on on the line and his WBC diamond super middleweight title whatever the hell the diamond belt is I'm not really sure what that is I think that's like the the true number one contender um, who who really knows with all these WBC belts but he's putting us up against this guy John Ryder uh, twenty eight and four they're doing it out there in Liverpool. Um, John Ryder, 28 and 4, 16 KOs. Looking at his box wreck. Um, 
He's coming off of what one, two, three, four, four KOs. His last loss was to Rocky Fielding. Uh, split decision loss against Rocky Fielding. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not really interested in this fight at all. Uh, but you know, Kayla Smith is, you know, he is considered the best super middleweight in the game right now. Um, y'all got any thoughts on this fight at all? You know, I'm not really interested in it. Hmm. Super middleweight. I think I can make that. I I, I can make that weight cut. Small weight cut. Give me about six weeks and. We'll see who'll be the baddest one at the, at the super middleweight division like you're talking about. I'm not really interested in it at all, especially when you talk about a guy who lost to Rocky Fielding. Because uh, I know 100% I'll slap the shit out Rocky Fielding in a 10-round fight. Not 12, but 10. Yeah. I mean, he is the yeah. – anything, anything else from you guys? Molly interest in Any Molly interest is Caleb Smith is – you know, I like him see like Canelo to fight him, but aside from that, uh, he's never fighting anybody I'm interested in. Yeah, not yet. You know, he still got they got uh, David Benavidez, Plant. You know, Canelo, uh, Gilberto Ramirez. There's guys he can fight. I'm waiting for him to fight these guys. Um, he hasn't yet fought anybody with any. You know, let me see exactly who he's fought. Oh, he's fought. Oh yeah, but at the same at the same time though, David Benavidez only only smoke I want to see David Benavidez with is Caleb Plant. You know, because Caleb Plant. You know, I made a little quick funny joke about the Figueroa brothers driving around because obviously Omar Figueroa would be drinking and driving. But you know, Caleb Plant. Much respect to him. Everybody is he's such a sympathetic figure in boxing for all the stuff he went through in life. But when you want to crack some sideways jokes about David Benavidez being like. You know, just keep his nose clean. Oh yeah, I, that, that's the only smoke I want to see David Benavidez in. That was the Smith character. <laughs> yeah, we know he got caught with that on that Aina. He's a, a two-time, <laughs> but he is a two—he is a two-time undefeated champ, man. So you know, not a lot of people could say that, and he is, man. So yeah, like J, JP said. Uh, only thing I'm interested I, I'm I'm interested in Kayla Smith, but I I want to see him fight the big name guys, and he hasn't done that yet. But you know they do have him rated as the number one guy. A lot of people do have him at super middleweight, um, so we'll see how that goes, man. But let's get on. Unless Janelle, you had anything on that? Nah, I'm good, money. All right, let's let's get on to the news. Hey man, fuck all that. Fuck all that. All right, now, big thing going around is Sergey Kovalev did a little Instagram video in Russian. He took a dive. Uh, um, where he was talking about the Canelo fight. And I want to read this little, this little, uh, this little statement that he said. Uh, Professional sports is a work. I'm not in this sport for medals or awards. I'm in this sport for the sake of earnings. It would be foolish for me to to refuse such a financial advantageous offer. Of course I accepted it. And people who believe in my victory are ignoramuses in this sport. Those who made a bet on me and put their money on me 
Your greed is a bad joke with you, and these are your problems. Mm-hmm. For me, this fight was interesting, interesting only from a financial point of view. Kovalev said in a video, appeal to fans. Now, that sounds very funny. Sounds fishy even. Praise the Lord. But I still, you know, the question is, did Sergey Kovalev take a dive? I think Janelle said it was fixed. Um, I believe R.C., Said it was the fix was in. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of action going on. I can't remember if JP said it was fixed or not. But when you hear this, well, I say, it makes the guy. I said going to the fight, it'll be a fix. Right. Yeah, you did definitely. And when you hear this statement, you would say maybe the fix was in. I still don't believe that Sergey Kovalev went in there with. Ideas to get knocked out. I don't think the fix Nigga, was in at all. Nigga, I think please. you know when Nigga, when you're talking about a guy like uh, Sergey Kovalev who can't accept the defeat. You know if he was quiet about this and he went away and just shut up about it, man, I would think the, di- the dive was in. He wasn't there playing patty for, cake with Canelo, taking selfies with because I fight. Because I think that's Nigga, how he please. thought he could win. Nigga, but when it comes down, hold on, man. Nigga, let me let me please let me finish what I'm saying here. When we know a guy that makes excuses every time he loses, this sounds like another excuse. Now, to me, a guy with the pride of Sergey Kovalev, if he sits there and he takes a dive, and he went in there not trying to win, he would have kept it to himself. I believe. Him coming out, making it sound like, you know, uh, you know, he's saying that he had to lose 35 pounds, that he came in weighing like 210 pounds to camp. How did he get that big before, you know, right after he had just fought? I thought he was coming in in the best shape of his life. Seems like a lot well, of now we found out. I mean, now we found out later on that there was a, um, it was a graduation clause in the contract. That's what we just found out just recently. That's crazy. Well, there was yeah, there was a rehydration clause of ten pounds, and uh, and that's a question. Uh, I, you know, I also also uh, found out that that's something that the IBF does on all their championship fights. So this is nothing that's really, you know, I don't think it was for the IBF title, but this is something that the IBF does every fight. So when people no, they bring to, that they up, they re- used to. No, they, they still do to. it. IBF still does it. They have a ten pound re- rehydration clause. Now nah, maybe sometimes if if you got the bigger if that's only if you're fighting for the IBF. They if stop you doing got that other shit. In, in championship bouts they stop doing that shit. I'm telling you, bro. No, in the championship bout just for the IBF fight, you can't go up if it's just for the IBF. If it's for more than one, you they can, you know, get in a contract where there is not one. But if you're just fighting for the IBF belt, I believe you only get you only get ten pounds. If you're fighting for the unify or something like that, then they might take the other, you know, whoever probably the biggest, you know, if you're with the WBC and fight for the WBC and the IBF, then there there probably won't be one because the WBC is gonna supersede the uh, the IBF. But this isn't nothing, you know. To me, 
it, it sounds like a bunch of excuses for a guy that got knocked out and not trying to give Canelo his credit because he's a sore loser. And we all know that he's a sore loser. And this just sounds like more sore losing to me. You know, making excuses, hey, I just took the fight for money. That's what somebody says when they get when they get embarrassed. Oh yeah, I just did that for money. People don't admit that if they just did it. You know what I'm saying? That's not something that people with pride admit. And we know this guy's full of pride. He's one of the, he's got that's what he is, pride. He's a prideful guy. That's why he fought. If that was uh, KP, he wouldn't have been doing these fucking selfies leading up to the fight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just don't see that happening, man. The, the, uh, leading up to the fight, he's taking all these selfies, and and for the first time in his career, he's smiling at press conferences, shaking hands, and I, I mean, come on, man, that shit didn't look that shit didn't look right, bro. That shit looked at suspect as fuck. The man just told you himself, y'all who bet it on me was crazy. I mean, what else you want him to say, bro? Exactly. Like I said, sounds like excuses. It sounds like a guy who's Stand making up, excuses to me. This is what Stand it sounds up, like. Sounds like a guy that got slept. You know, it's not like the fight before. Who was that that fought before JP? That you, I mean, uh, RC that that we said that didn't get that didn't get the shot off. Oh yeah, Ryan Garcia. It's not like the Ryan Garcia shot where you couldn't, you only could see it at a certain angle. He he went to sleep. He was concussed on that rope. He went through the ropes. That's not something that you you fake or you you know that wasn't acting. He got slept. I don't think he and was when you sleep. get embarrassed, I don't think he was sleep at all. He was. He and when you sleep. get embarrassed, you make excuses. And this just sounds like more excuses to me. I see what you think, man. Uh, I'm not on there. RC might be gone. Like, if, if oh he no, he, let me let me bring him back on. I I'm here. I'm here. I got cut off. Yeah. I had a call back then. Um, but the hallelujah, man. I I'm so proud of Sergey Kovalev, a prideful man who could not live with the fact that he had to t- take the money for a dive because he knows in his heart of hearts he could have beat the shit out of Canelo Alvarez if it was an even playing field and we could just. Do this mono or mono as we should. You know, I think what it came down to is a man who ends up having alcohol in his system gets uh, what people call liquid courage. And he had to come out and give conviction to his courage about, I'm not happy what I did, even though I'm financially stable, currently speaking. Was the punch real? Oh, absolutely. The knockout punch was real. But that's why I say, before it happened, listo, wink, yes, friend, ready. Hey, man, I talked to people about that punch, and some people said they would take $200 to take that same exact punch. Sergey Kovalev ended up taking, what, uh, what, three M's or something for that? Somewhere? I don't know what this exact purse is. But the whole fight was bullshit leading up to that that last round. Sergey Kovalev, it was clear-cut as day to me. The fake fight number one was Ryan Garcia. Fake fight number two was Kovalev Canelo. One of the most boring fights I've ever seen. One of the most boring fights I've ever seen. With a great ending, because the knockout was spectacular. And what? 
We're expecting that Kovalev just runs out of gas, took one shot that was going to be similar to an equilibrium shot yeah. that Anthony Joshua took. I ain't buying it, man. Like, I ain't buying it at all. He's like, Kovalev hit and die, but don't hit Canelo during the fight. Just yeah. Pat- <laughs> yeah, I mean, Come on, he was literally playing patty cake with Canelo. Literally. Literally. Yeah. Yeah, he pretty much, man. He power no. shot. Not one power shot he threw. Whatsoever, man. And, and to Janelle's point, the whole selfies and all that stuff leading up to the fight, I'm a fan of him. Uh, I mean, you know, I just ain't buying it. And I feel sorry for, for Kovalev because people are going to say he's just making excuses. But really, the guy just can't live with himself. He's probably at home afterwards thinking, looking at. He took the money. He took the money, man. He took the money. And and I I just, I believe it. I don't care if it happened with Kovalev getting knocked out by name anybody else. But it just so happens it was the Cash Cow Canelo where before the fight even started, they were announcing on the fucking big screen that he's a a division, a, a champion in four different divisions prior leading up to before that even happened. He wasn't a four-division champion. It wasn't saying he's trying to be a four-division champion. It was that he is already. It was premeditated. And, hey, man, I've been watching wrestling since I was a little kid, so none of that kind of shit could fool me. I smell when it's coming from across the way. Canelo was punching like that. He's there at 175, and he's not. Well, we we don't know that yet. We don't know where Canelo's going. Hey, he is staying at one seventy five. Uh, well, we'll see. They haven't announced any fights. We know Canelo's back to working out, looking ripped as ever. And uh, you know, <laughs> it, it is. You, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, we can find some of those tacos. Cycling, yeah, cycling like yeah. Lance Armstrong. Well. <laughs> Well, we'll keep it we'll we'll keep it on that on on this little Canelo topic because uh you know earlier on this month we haven't really got to talk about it uh, but the WBC has come out them and uh, WADA with the with the W have come out and said they're going to you know um, I don't want to say decrease or increase the amount of clenbuterol that you can have in your system. Um, you know, uh, we all know that there's been multiple Mexican champions that have been popped for uh, clenbuterol. Mm. Um, we all we know that. I remember when the Texans went down to Mexico, they came back. You know, six is five or six of our linemen failed drug tests for clenbuterol, um, and we all know that. You know, Mexican and, and Mexico that they give clenbuterol to their to their cows to get them buff, and you could have traces of that in the meat. So wisely, WBC, which is uh, you know out of Mexico City, WBC who you know has given Canelo the franchise belt, the first franchise belt, uh, Lomachenko with the second one, are there to protect their guys, and they're saying, "Hey man, if you, we want you to be in Mexico." We want you to live out here. We want you to represent Mexico. So we're going to make it where, you know, you could have trace amounts of clenbuterol in your system, you know, as long as it ain't too much. 
and we'll we'll let that slide. And I feel that you know, I understand. I I don't necessarily agree with it a hundred percent, but I understand where they're coming from. You know, you got Canelo, the biggest name in Mexico. He's out here. We we want him to be able to go around to all the restaurants and eat with the people and be one with the people. So we don't need him having to check every little piece of meat that he's eating, you know, and the way they set it up that the fight against Canel, uh, against triple G, he would have passed that test and he would have still, you know, we would have still got that fight earlier uh, than we did, uh, man. Yeah, uh, fuck, yeah, hold on, I, I ain't to interrupt you, but you know, like Canelo moved out of Mexico in the first place. He didn't want to be around the people. I mean, I'm not going to say that everyone's a scumbag in Mexico, but the kidnapping and all that shit that goes involved with Canelo's little girl, he don't want to be around those people. I don't know, man. That's crazy. Well, I don't know. How do y'all, I mean, I don't I don't really agree with it. I think we got to echo with somebody. I don't really agree with it at all, but I see what they're doing. You know, they're out here. They're trying to protect mm. their guys. And, you know, like, who was that, Danny Boy? Like Danny Boy said, I ain't mad at you. Man. <laughs> Man. I see what they're trying to you do, do, too. They ain't fooling me with none of that. Yo. You know, you're, you're the one that posted and, and put that uh on the – on the little group <laughs> chat uh, today, how how do you feel about that, man? About the what? So they just about the oh, contaminated me. About Canelo. <laughs> about the clambuterol changes. Yeah, I, I, I believe he cheated. I believe he cheated. I believe he cheated a few times in his career. It, it, ain't no getting around it. I mean, come on. Contaminated meat low yeah. out, man. I mean, shit, man. Come on, man. Yeah. Not only that, Janelle, not only that, he cheated on his girl, too. Maybe his taxes. Who knows? Yeah. But he wouldn't be cheating anymore. Well, I don't know, man. I don't know about a lot. JP, what do you think, man? For sure, man. Uh, like I've been saying, because he's good enough to not have to do this. Um, he's good enough to not have to pick his spots and be so strategic in everything he does. You know, you don't have to do it, man. He was already, it's like they say about Michael Jackson. This is a beautiful analogy I just came up with. Before Michael Jackson started fucking his face up, he was already the man. Before Michael Jackson touched his nose, fucked with his skin at all, he was already the man. And similarly for... um, Canelo, dude, you you was you already you would have been the man anyway. Sure, maybe if you you hadn't if you hadn't done a cycle here or there, you might not have been close enough in the first Triple G fight to muster out a draw or whatever it be. Maybe so, but win, lose, or draw, the guy had the skills to pay the bills. He didn't have to get none of these questionable wins on his record, and and unfortunately, for, for at least in my book and on JP's book, when it's all said and done, and we talk about Canelo's career, he's not going to be held in the esteem as Mayweather, Pacquiao, and all these dudes, Oscar, and no matter what his credentials say, 
yeah, it's going to be shiny and bright. You could have some, some nice accolades on that resume, but it won't be valid. And, and when it's all said and done, man, that's really what it's all about. You got to get that money. Don't, don't get me wrong, because Kovalev, like I've been saying, you know, whether it be an all-star on the field or an all-star at the bank. You know, I always talk about the real-life aspects of sport. We, we will lose the die for us for an hour on TV. And that's just asinine. So, it's just a shame, though, man. Canelo, um, you know, he's just going to be one of them dudes. He's the new age. He's the, the first group of you king aligned with Internet and social media. So, you know, we, we, we are new, we're in a new age, guys. Yeah. You know, I'm not really, like I said, I'm not happy about this. It does. It is going to give you, you that asterisk when it uh-huh. comes to Canelo. You know, I already said it, you know. I, I don't really feel good about it, but I, under, I understand what they're trying to do, you know. They're trying to save face with their, uh, you know, with their franchise champion, the guy that they're putting, you know, all their money behind, it seems like. And uh, But this is with just WADA, so, you know, if he does get into body testing, I believe, you know, it's still the rules still apply. But, you know, with him just being the WBC champion, with him having the money, you know, he might not have to do Vada anymore, you know. He'll just be fighting guys. For Let, the, me you know, Let me say this, though. Let me say this, though, Willow. Now, as far as thresholds for PED thresholds, as far as different agencies go, that is it's not, like, unfathomable for them to change that threshold. For them to, because uh, every agency is different for different drugs. There are uh, agencies that allow clindamol. Well, I'm not sure allow clindamol, but I know for a fact, like there's different agencies that allow different thresholds for different drugs, and then even that's modified um, maybe annually, because you know this, that, or the other. Maybe they they recalculate what's in the food, and your consumption may you know make you have this mark, but. That's not unfathomable, you know what I mean? But, yeah, you know, Canelo's involvement, you know, makes it a little shady. But it's shady, but it's not unfathomable. Right, exactly. I mean, I'm glad you, you know, you put on your, your real glasses and, and seeing, you know, shit happens. They're out there mm. in Mexico. They're doing studies. They're looking at the people's blood work in Mexico and seeing that, hey, a lot of these motherfuckers got clambuterol in their system, and they still shape shape like uh, refrigerators. You know, the women out there got clambuterol in their system, and they're shaped <laughs> like refrigerators. They're not shaped. They're not shaped like those women out there in Brazil. You know, who are who are you know who are really out there juicing. So, you know, they they're out here. You know, but with Canelo's name, it's just something that people will be able to say, hey, you know, you got busted for clambuterol. We don't want to hear about the, uh, you know, the mystery meat. And now these guys are changing. They give you the franchise belt. Now they're changing the rules for you so you can get away with cheating. It looks fishy. It sounds fishy. But, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that it is fishy. And I, you know, and I can understand where they're coming from, even if it is, man. But let's go and get to, to the last topic. We were talking about PBC. Um and these guys at PBC. Hold on, yeah, I forgot to do forgot to do my thing. Hey man, fuck all that. Fuck all that. 
Now, in the interview over the last, I think this was on uh, last couple of couple of days, Fox executive, um, what's this guy's name? Wagner, last name Wagner, Bill Wagner, the executive vice president of programming at Fox Sports, um, appeared on the Chris Mannix boxing podcast. Uh, this was last week, and he had a few uh, few things to say. And what they were, what the main thing was, was uh, when this guy Chris Mannix was asking about, <clears throat> he was asking about the uh, how PBC was refusing to recognize the WBO welterweight uh, title holder uh, Crawford on the graphics, uh, you know, when they were doing the PBC belt, um, you know, the guy. Wagner was like, you know, we're only we're only recognizing the WBA, the WBC, and the IBF belt because they're the most important belts. They're the one that's been around the longest. And then, you know, which is BS. I mean, they, he's right that they've been around the longest, but that's not why they're not recognizing the, the WBO. But then when uh, Mannix rebuttaled him and asked him, so why are you recognizing a secondary title from the WBA? as, you know, the regular, which they were saying that Manny Pacquiao was the champion with that regular belt. And and uh, Wagner dropped this nugget. Okay. Quote. You know what we're going to do with the PBC? We're on our way to do this as all things fall in place. We are going to have a PBC belt and have a PBC champion. Let's say a heavy. Let's say for the heavyweight division. Um, so play this out: Andy Ruiz, a PBC fighter, beats Anthony Joshua again, and eventually you have Andy Ruiz versus Deontay Wilder fighting for the PBC heavyweight title. You could do that potentially with the welterweight. You could do that with 154 and 168 pounder. Now, in this day and age with all these belts, you know, we've got the WBC uh, Diamond, the WBC regular, uh, the championship belt, the WBC uh, franchise belt. You got the WBA regular, the WBA uh, super belt. Are we looking forward to PBC having a belt? Now, I can see what they're doing. You know, maybe if this was like, you know, Raw versus SmackDown, where Raw has its own belt and SmackDown has its own belt. They never really mix. And you have, I guess, if they're doing like that, I can maybe understand it where if PVC fighters are fighting each other, you know, that belt is on the line. But if they're fighting somebody from another promotion, then it's not. It just, it's just it's very confusing. I can see why they can, they would want to do that. Sorta, like I said, it's like the SmackDown and Raw, like the W when Booker T was in WWF, but he had the WCW belt and they had the WWF belt, but then they still had, I believe, like the World Championship belt or the Universal belt. However, you know, I don't, not a hundred percent sure how they're doing it, who the top guy is in the WWF anymore. But I could sort of see that I could sort of understand why they want to do this, but I think this is a little bit too confusing for me 
Uh, JP, uh, how do you feel about the WBC? I mean, not the WBC, PBC having its own belt within its uh, organization. I uh, hate it. hate it like I hate all the others. And it's just more hurdles. That's all it is, is another roadblock to the fights we want. And, uh, you know, they're making their own federation. This is fucking WCW versus WWE. It's just weird, man. This is the, what is it, the AFL versus the NFL. This is, it's weird. Um, just weird. Weird. And I hope it doesn't happen, but it's weird. Yeah, it's weird to me. Uh, RC, what are you thinking about this, man? You think this can benefit boxing at all? No, not at all. I'm not a fan of it myself. Um, after the WB, the WBSS Super Series was over, I, I gave high praise to uh, uh, Inoye when the WBC, I think it was Mauricio Solomon, it might have been one of his panhandlers, where they tried to give uh, Inoye the uh, WBC Diamond Championship, and he he did the whole Drake, you know, put the hand to the side. No, I don't want that. And he'd rather take the Muhammad Ali trophy. Much respect to, to the little Japanese men for that. Because these things are just it's getting out of hand. The WBC, and, and not only that, now with the PBC, it just seems like they're putting out a factory of this, this other pointless shit in boxing. We have enough belts as it is already. Um, I'm, I'm tired of it, and it's barely started. So I can't see what it's going to be for the foreseeable future, but I know that this can't be good. And like JP said, it's an extra hurdle that we have nothing uh, 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 that we can really do nothing about. And I know Simon's alluded to the fact that it's just another way for uh, boxing to to get some more money out of, as far as when it comes to a championship type of a fight uh, being given with the money factor that goes involved with it. So all around, uh, all around, not a fan whatsoever of any of this. And um, I I hope that there's something that's uh, figured out sooner rather than later because this is just making up another pointless, uh, I mean, a pointless title that really nobody's nobody's worried about. Yeah, I guess it's like the TV title, maybe. You know, I can see it benefiting. I don't I don't see how it benefits them unless you know Wilder loses to Fury and Joshua loses to loses to Ruiz and they don't have any belts in the heavyweight division. So while they're still yeah, putting we, on, you know, they could put on Ruiz. Go ahead, uh, go ahead, Janelle. Because not only boxing. Okay, one time I was praising the UFC for only having one title in every division, but now they got this BMF title all of a sudden. It's like, I mean, MMA kind of like, I mean, I mean, a lot of guys are speaking out against that belt for being like some bogus. And which I agree. I don't know. I don't know why the UFC did or did that, but I could see them following boxing fucking bandwagon down the road and taking all these fucking other titles and shit, which is ridiculous. You know I mean, uh, they just got to get rid of the, these titles in boxing, man. This is just not good for the sport, man. I mean, Canelo had his own title some time ago. He had his own weight class he created some time ago. It's just like it's just ridiculous, man. Hey, man, I think the day is going to come where we're going to wish for old Don King and Bob Arum because these new jokers who got their hands in the pot, man, they don't give a fuck about nothing but the dollar. They don't, They yeah. are going to pervert, and they're going to pervert the whole game, dude. They're going to pimp the game out. They're going to pimp the hell out of it. 
We're going to wish we had them old cats in the game. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I agree with y'all. Uh, but what I was what I was saying was that, you know, I think what they're trying to do is that, you know, if they do put their titles on the line against other promoters and they do lose, they'll still have some way to, like Janelle said, it would be, it would be like the, uh, the BMF title. So they could say, like I said, if, if Wilder somehow loses when he fights Fury and Ruiz loses to Joshua, they can still have uh, Wilder versus Ruiz for the PBC heavyweight champion. And, you know, that's like the BMF belt. Nobody, you know, nobody really cares about it, but it'll be a way to sell, you know, make the fight a little bigger than uh, than it really is. Um, but, yeah, I'm not with it at all. A little more confusion. Um, they – they not, you know, they haven't said it is going to happen. Um, Al Heyman didn't say it was going to happen. Um, but this was a guy, you know, the executive at Fox that uh, that signed the multi-million dollar deal with Al Heyman. So Heyman ain't said it happened. This is just the guy with Fox, uh, Bill Wagner, who's a VP guy of programming. So, you know, he paid Al Heyman the money. So I'm sure he has a little bit to say. But um, I don't. Hopefully that doesn't happen, man. Hopefully that doesn't happen at all, man. But so I think that's where we're going to leave it, guys. Uh, I think we talked about everything that we had to talk about. Is there uh, anything else you guys want to talk about before we get out of here? Hey, look out for Carlo Harrison. That's going to be a, a cracker there. I don't know if that's this weekend for sure. But man, that's going to be a fight them to hate each other. And if it's real good shit talking going on between the two so looking forward to that yeah yeah that one's uh, gonna December December 21st or something like that yeah December 21st is uh Tony Harrison versus Charlo out there in Ontario California where is Ontario at that's about 50 miles east from Los Angeles oh it's like uh, that okay inland that'll be close to you yeah <clears throat> okay. All right. Know. Yeah. I don't know. That's a, that's a good one. No, I can't wait. I can't wait for some of these things to some of these fights to happen. But for most and for for most and foremost, I'm looking forward to that fight. Tony Harrison. Last time he beat Jamel Charlo, he was walking around like J.R. Smith with a week without a shirt on and just rocking their belt. And a lot of bad blood. The interviews for people who haven't seen it's been it's been pretty wild, man. Uh, I, I can only in, uh, uh, just like anticipate the tension that's going to continue to rise in this fight leading up to the whole buildup. I hope these guys don't mess anything up by getting too <laughs> getting too personal, and we actually get to see it though because it feels that way. Yeah, they're I mean they're talking a lot of heads to each other, being real disrespectful, a lot of bitches, a lot of pussies. A lot of whole ass niggas, you know, niggas the the uh they saying nigga every <laughs> yeah. every other word on here. <laughs> you know. So yeah, it's it's a lot of beef, man. And I think uh I think it's gonna be a great fight then. Yeah, like you said, that's on the twenty first. Uh we've got the uh like I said, Wild Ortiz this weekend. Uh December seventh is when we got the Ruiz Joshua and that's in Saudi Arabia, so I don't know when the hell that's gonna be on. That's probably gonna be on at 11 in the morning, more than likely, something like that, probably in the morning for me, probably early morning for you guys. So uh, we'll see about that. Uh, 
And then, yeah, 21st. I think those are the big fights. 21st, uh, Charlo versus Harrison. I think that's, you know, what we could be looking forward to. Gamboa. Thought I saw Gamboa versus uh, Javante Davis on the 28th. We'll see how that goes. Jacobs versus uh, Chavez Jr. You know, I think that might still be going on. We don't know. Her, uh, Chavez was ducking the the, uh, the drug test, but then they said he, he nothing was signed. They might oh, yeah. be going it's, to, it's, said to, it's, it's said to be official now, Willis. Yeah, because they had to, wherever they were going to have it, they had to go somewhere else. They had to go to Arizona because I think they were going to have it maybe in uh, in California. They were going to have it somewhere, but when he didn't take the test, they had to switch the arena. So, yeah, now they're having it December 20th. That's a, that's a Friday, Friday night fight on the zone. So, yeah, we got a, a little bit of boxing to, uh, to talk about the end of the year, man, but hopefully we'll be back. Uh, we'll definitely be back on Sunday to talk about this fight. Uh, we'll see if there's an upset of JP's right. Or we'll see if, uh, you know, me, Janelle, and RC are right, and there'll be a sleepage. But um, JP, man, uh, you got any uh, episodes coming out, man? I see, you know, your boy LeBron's doing his thing out there. Uh, football's heating up, mm. you know. Nah, nothing, nothing really touched up, man. I mean, we always got these new developments in the Kaepernick thing, and, you know, that was something I had to get into. But, no, nah, no, nah, you know, as a Lakers fan, we just rolled along. Best record in the NBA. We did finally get to see tonight uh, old Kawhi and Paul George play together. So, last I checked, they was down to Boston. They're losing to Boston last I checked, but that could have changed. So, no, nah, man, but – uh. No, stay tuned, man. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate the love. No, no, no doubt, man. Love listening to the show, man. Hopefully, I can get on. You know, I'm I'm getting older and older, so I'll be asleep every time I I wake up. I see you know texts coming in at about ten thirty, eleven o'clock that y'all going on. Uh, I've already been knocked out, man. But I definitely listen to it. Always a good show, man. When that when that uh, audio is right, you know, it's always a good show, man. So. uh want to thank y'all for coming out. Thank y'all for listening. Y'all subscribe, share, do all that good stuff. Like I said, RC will have us will have us back on Sunday. Um, yep, yep. We'll be able to talk about the fights and any new developments that are happening in the boxing game. But until then, we'll see y'all outside of the Boxing Podcast Midweek Show. We out. Peace.